Welcome to TST Gaming. I'm your host, Mike Smith, and I'm joined by my co-host, John Haycock. Hi. And in this episode, we're going over the brand new information from E3 for the upcoming game, Halo Infinite. So E3, one of my favorite times of year, comes around. I actually like to take the day off for work. Luckily, I didn't have to this year um, because it was on a weekend for Xbox, E3 specifically. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and talk and jump right into it. Campaign. They open up. They have Joe Staten, who actually worked on the original Halos. And did ODST as well. His last one that he did was ODST. Mm -hmm. And then he moved on to Destiny. So he skipped Reach, but he did all the other Halos. Um, and then also Bonnie Ross, who's been a part of 343 for a long time. And of course, and, I'm sure everybody knows it's the 20th anniversary. So. Yes, yes. And that's a big deal. Yeah, definitely. Um, because I, mean, I think it's going to launch on that day, November 15th. This year is what I'm predicting. I mean, can you, like, even remember when we first started doing this? Like, playing Halo? Oh, yeah. Um, I remember the very first time I played Halo. It was Halo 1 at my old house in Clearfield um, in Utah. Then I remember seeing the case. I'm like, that kind of sounds like a dumb game. Halo. True story. True story. Knowing me. You knowing me. That's crazy, right? <laughs> and then my uncle and his best friend, who were living with us at the time, were playing it and they're like oh you should play this game i remember it was halo one halo ce the map derelict and my first kill was against a friend named brian park and i don't remember how what weapon or whatever but i just remember the map and just that feeling of oh i got someone you know for that first time because you got killed like seven times before you got one oh, kill yeah. back then because you were a noob um <laughs> you yeah, that's my noob there, there was actually a time when you didn't know how to play Halo. Yeah, there was the four of us who played hardcore, and eventually I, I started working my way up through the ladder, and I got that guy, same guy, after like a year or two playing together. He was chucking controllers because he got so mad I'd, I'd beat him because I would just like, we'd be playing on the same screen, and we'd be going around the map whenever he had overshield. I'd walk around wherever he wasn't, so that way his overshield would drain. <laughs> and I would just make sure I'd only fight him when I had some sort of upper hand. And so, you know me, like it just, I got better over time. Uh, what was your first experience with Halo since that kind of became what we kind of opened up with well, unintentionally? Well, I remember we always owned the games. I believe it was uh, Daniel and David, my two older brothers, um, that like was just like, oh yeah, let's play together, you know, let's just mm -hmm. play a fun game together. We basically did that and then it just got, you know, bigger and bigger. And then we started hanging out with you and, yeah, I'm it just progressed, and I am who I am. What, what do you remember anything specific about the very first time you played it? Was it the campaign multiplayer? Like, it what's was, your earliest memory? I, I should say multiplayer for sure. Yeah, playing my earliest memory would probably be playing with you and David. Uh, Halo Two. We always had those parties at my house. Mm -hmm. Actually, my first memory of playing Halo with you is Halo Two on the map Ascension, which was this giant yes. island with the dish that would rotate in the middle and the yeah. towers. That was my first memory of playing Halo with you, and I smoked you. <laughs> I don't like that map. I love that map. Uh, all the remakes have been great of it, and if we see it in Infinite, I'll be, I'll be happy. Um, yeah, so moving on from there. So for you guys who are just listening or watching, this is going to be a Halo-exclusive podcast for the foreseeable future. Uh, just because we're very excited for the Halo content. That's what created our clan, TST Gaming. And over the years, it's just kind of grown and evolved, and now we're doing a podcast. And so it's going to be focused on Halo. Maybe next year we'll see about adding another game or two, depending on where the gaming landscape looks like uh, for more content. 
But right now, it is Halo-focused. Just want to make sure if you're listening that you know that right out of the gate so you know where to go to for your Halo content. So going back to what we see, we see Joe Staten and Bonnie Ross introduce Halo, mention the 20-year anniversary, which is coming up in November, mm-hmm. which, again, I'm predicting will be the release date, which I thought was a little weird that they still said holiday 2021, not a specific date, when we're six months out roughly from launch, regardless, either way. What was your thoughts on that, just seeing that we still don't have a release date being so close? Well, there have been a few Halo games. I don't know if every Halo game has been released at that same time, but... September, November. Yeah, I can recall a few of them being released around that time every single time. And October for Halo 5. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was November, November. Just the the main series, including Reach. November, November, September, September... November, October, I want to say. But I could be wrong. But yeah, so it'll be interesting. But I was really... So what was one of my... I would put as a con of E3. If I had to put a a thing in there that was a criticism, I expected a release date. Now, it's a release date I think everyone's predicting because it's the 20th anniversary. But I think they didn't want to set on that because they're still polishing the game. Um, But at the same time, it's like, you've got to release it then. You can always do an update. Like, let's be honest. The fact that they also didn't do a beta right away was kind of a negative thing for me, which I thought was... But they did talk about it later that they're going to be doing a, a future beta. So yeah, I kind of figured they, they would that today. until they actually announced it. Well, the reason why I was saying that is because they've done betas in the past for roughly June, because the game comes out in the fall. That's enough time for players to get their hands on it. Mm-hmm. They mentioned what they di- didn't like, what they liked, and then that gives the developers enough time to respond. Otherwise, if you do an open beta like a week or weekend before it comes out, you're just doing a stress test of the servers. You're not going to have enough time to adjust that. Yeah. You're not going to, in, in terms of like core gameplay mechanics. Um, so with it being not an instant beta, like I thought it would be, like that was one of my predictions. We're going to get a beta announced, official beta. Um, yeah. Which even when they did re- uh, reveal that we are going to be getting some form of a beta internal test or whatever you want to call it, it's not even given a date it's just at a future date and so i thought that was a little interesting but going back to let's go back into the unless you're just trolling us they actually have a date they just haven't said it i'm sure they have a date in mind um because they got to make sure they have all the production physically and everything like that the thing that kind of worries me about that now that you bring it up is uh like and we'll we'll get to it um but all the contents that they explained as far as multiplayer goes and even just the campaign, the campaign seems huge. Yes, it does. So, I mean, how would they have that much time? Because they've only been in production for, what, three years now? Four years, something like that? I, I don't know the exact production date. I know they spent a lot of time building the new engine, uh, which is called, of course, I forget it right now, um, Slip Space. That's what it's called. Uh, that's basically what they call their hyperspace for uh, Halo. Oh, Slip yeah. Space. And that's what they called the engine, I believe, was slip, uh, slip Space. So they spent a lot of time just developing an engine just for Halo. Um, I don't know how much time was spent on that versus the game. I'm sure they had like some pre-production stuff, you know, uh, campaign ideas, multiplayer ideas. This is, but I, I do want to point out before we go back into the E3 reveal, this is this is going to be a game that's basically the first main Halo game in six years. That's the yeah. longest we've ever gone without a Halo game. Now, COVID did affect that, as well as they delayed this game due to E3 reactions from last year, 
which I didn't really have any problems with it. Some people didn't like the graphics and, and whatnot. But... And didn't uh, didn't they switch companies? No, they switched uh, creative directors. Joe Staten actually came back in after E3's reveal last year when people were complaining, and they brought him in to kind of bring it back to that classic Halo feel, I guess. Um, okay. So now he's the new creative director, so that might be what you're thinking. So they open up, and we get to see uh, Zeta Halo and that Vista, which is just beautiful. Oh, it's uh, gorgeous. Now, I remember last year they had some pop-ins. You know, like it starts to load. You see that pop-in. And I think that was one of the complaints people had. There was none of that this year. Oh, definitely not. It was completely smooth. Yeah, it was very smooth. And they show a base. And I wanted to start with this. And it looked like a UNSC base. And there were some guys patrolling, you know, holding assault rifles or sniper rifles, whatever. And it looked like there was a mongoose sitting right there that had, like, a launch, like, a pad that it came mm-hmm. from. And there's a little weapons crate off to the side that had a little holographic of an assault rifle. And so I'm wondering if it's going to be a base that you can go and find to restock up. Because I think it's supposed to be a explorable game they want to make it feel immersive so i don't think it'll be like halo one two three whatever you want to call it where it's like pick this mission that's what you're loading into you're on zeta halo and it also had a really bright green thing or green uh beam that i didn't notice until i watched someone else's video doing a reaction and they said i wonder if it's gonna be like a waypoint so you'd be like okay i need ammo i could use a warthog whatever it is to get around Hmm. oh okay it's over there i'm gonna go ahead and start heading that way they can pick up all that stuff. But yeah, so when we see the Vista, we see the base, we see all the guys, it looks like we can get some gear from it. Maybe it is a cinematic or something to that degree. And then they pan up and go over the mountain, and then you see a brute encampment of the banished enemy type. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was cool. And then you see this pelican just come straight down, and yeah. it shows you that halo. all the, Like, what you expect a halo. Just the, the sandbox of just what it looks water. like. And pure, yeah. Well, it's just beautiful. Like, the landscape. So I'm excited about that. Um, one thing uh, they started doing too is introducing. They showed Chief. And he jumps kind of into a space kind of area, or at least some more yeah. remote gravity. And the graphics, if you look really closely, which I, of course, did, his armor is battle damaged. I mean, yes, it's a new armor for him. That's kind of familiar, but it's a newer version. There, you can see like certain scrapes on the side of his like head or his helmet, and like on his shoulder, I believe there was, and some other spots. But he's all spinning through, and you see, like, dead things, and he's slowly moving them. And then you hear someone say, you only have one shot up against an army, and he's like, I told you it's enough, or something to that. And he grabs a fusion yeah. coil and throws it, and then... And it explodes thought, and shoots him forward. Yeah, and then he yeah. starts, like, you know, moving across enemies and grabbing their ammo and reloading, and then he finds an assault rifle, and then you hear Cortana talking. Now, I don't know how far you got into the campaign of Halo 5. Did you beat it? Oh, I beat it. Okay, I, I figured. Like times. <laughs> so... It sounds like it's from Cortana 1.0, as I'll mm-hmm. call her, uh, talking about if you knew you were going to die, you know, what would you do? Yeah. And we see him kind of do a little jump thing into, you know, we see him do the grapple. They did a great shot where they did the, the three third person, and then all and of a sudden he does arm. the grapple, and it turns into first person, and it launches yeah. him, and he does everything like that and lands. And then we get to see him talking to Cortana 2.0. And um, I guess her nickname is The Weapon. That's what the, her designation kind of is. And Cortana's? One, the new Cortana that he spoke to in the trailer. Okay. Um, she's still Cortana. I was confused on who that was. Yeah, so it's it sounded like Cortana, but her cadence of speaking was a little bit different. Yeah, there um, was a slight change mm-hmm. in, her, in her voice. Or and she was very formal. She's not this 
fun, outgoing kind of person that we know as much. So it'd be interesting to see more of that. But I like it because it tells you, if, if it was any other AI, it would be like, well, we want Cortana. Well, you're getting yeah. Cortana, but you're not getting our Cortana. You're getting a new Cortana. Um, and I'm wondering if they're going to somehow merge the two to create one good Cortana at the end of the whole story. Because Cortana is a villain right now. Yeah, it's kind of, so if you think about it, uh, it's kind of like the Age of Ultron type situation. Yes. You know, with like, vision, uh, with Ultron, and he tries to take, well, not just Vision, but with uh, Jarvis, you know, he tries to take mm -hmm. over and he starts hurting Jarvis. And so Jarvis runs away and Ultron takes over the internet, pretty much. Right. So it's the same kind of concept where they're like, oh, yeah, we wanted to destroy her, but she's gone. She's not here anymore. Yeah, so they I'm mentioned here. that she was deleted. Yeah, they, they well, they tried to delete. Like, right, that's what made it sound like is that they deleted her, but obviously it didn't work because yeah. Cortana 2.0 is still there. The weapon exactly. is still there, and yeah. Chief seems almost, I'd say, pleased that Cortana 1.0 isn't gone. Like he wants to save her, mm -hmm. uh, which I get. I mean, the relationship between Cortana and Master Chief, and I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. I always, like, for the last few years before Halo Infinite was announced, after Halo 5, I said, you know, it would be a great ending to the story if they were going to end it. Cortana is rampant, evil. She's doing something that's going to end the world. And the only thing that can, because she now has a physical body, if you remember, mm -hmm. the only thing that'll stop it is if Chief kills her. And they put you in first person and you have to pull the trigger on her. And they end it. Because it's like a that tragic just romance. My heart just listening it's like a it. tragic romance, but it saves the galaxy. And he goes off, and we never hear from him again. And then they can do a spinoff, you know, 10 years later with other Spartans. But that's. Like that. <laughs> okay, but let me ask you a question. They're physical, yes, but it's not like they're going to hook up or anything like that. Their relationship oh. is so much deeper than that. But I don't see a happy ending unless they do the whole Cortana and Cortana 2.0 merge. And then it kind of balances her to being our Cortana again. Uh, which we haven't really seen since Halo 4, when she sacrificed herself to save us, or Master Chief, right. I should say. Um, so it'd be interesting to see where they go with it. Uh, Cortana 2.0, I think, is a good move, though. Uh, that is something I will put out there. Cortana 2.0, I love the idea of it. Um, it actually is a throwback to something. It's kind of like an ease into maybe something new, and we don't get Cortana anymore. Yeah, exactly, because it's something old and new at the same time. And it's actually a reference to Halo 4. She said, you know, they're going to give you a new or uh, you know it's not me right like if they were to give you a new cortana if halsey would let you something mm -hmm. to that degree i'm kind of butchering a little bit but she said they'll probably pair you with a new ai another cortana model if they'll let you right that's exactly what they're doing and so it's a nice callback to what cortana actually knew was going to happen in the first place so it'll be interesting to interesting to see how cortana herself reveal or reacts to cortana 2.0 it might be an Ultron Vision or Ultron Vision or Ultron Jarvis. Jarvis thank you. <laughs> a situation where they kind of happen to fight each other, but I think again, if you can merge the two, you get Vision out of it between the oh, Ultron. Yeah. So hopefully, we'll get something cool like that. Um, they did make it sound like this wasn't an E3 thing, but something from last year's E3 that this is supposed to be the next Halo game for the next years, like maybe decade, the only Halo game. I'm sure they'll have spinoffs and things like that because they want to add to it, like Destiny. Yeah, style. he did. He did mention later on in the video um, that there was a part of the game where they just want to keep going and going and going and going for the next mm -hmm. few years. So I'm excited to see what you know 
they have planned as far as I mean, what type of what more can you put into a Halo game for that long? You know, like it's yeah. just it might be like Avengers where they start doing like and I, again I haven't even beaten the main campaign, but I know of like the side stories. They might do something like that where they introduce other characters and you can follow their journey. Because yeah. I mean, you can't do Master Chief every season and do something new unless it's going to tie up in like one year like a overall story arc that's planned out really well but let's go ahead and talk about multiplayer because that's really where i feel like e3 shined as well as their post video they did this morning definitely um, it that's actually what hyped me up more than the whole six minutes from e3 was this 12 minute video oh yeah um, so we're gonna talk about the the three minutes or so that we got of multiplayer there and the 12 minutes today merging together just so that way it's all one multiplayer first thing i want to talk about is they got rid of red versus blue did you notice that yeah it's all customizable i don't know how i feel about that because if you're looking to please classic halo fans it's always been red versus blue but games like destiny and i hear gears does this where it's completely customizable and it's actually not that different like you don't really notice it like you get used to it pretty quickly it sounds like there should be a slight outline and if you watch one of the videos i think it was from e3's video um he had like the the bulldog i think it's called which is now the mini shotgun because the full shotgun's not in this one he kills him and he grabs a weapon off and it's when he goes like the guy goes on the bridge he's shooting him and he like throws the the um sticky grenade he throws a regular grenade but first he throws like a blue radar thing oh yeah but when you first see him it's a red outline so he he's bulldogs the guy shotguns the guy picks up the weapon an enemy runs in front of him to go across the bridge and the guy's outlined in red. And then they go over, and then you can still kind of see it. So I thought that was really interesting that they said, we're not doing that. I actually like it overall, I think, because yeah. there's times where it's like, well, I want to be a blue Spartan. That's just who I am. I'm a blue mm-hmm. Spartan. Or sometimes I feel like a black Spartan. But having where now you can just choose, I think it's going to be really cool. It's going to make the game look and feel fresh. Oh, yeah. And I think that's a great idea to go with because... Halo Reach, one of my all-time favorites. Absolutely. Love the campaign. I mean, even multiplayer, you can customize your armor. Oh yeah, that had the best customization yet, and that came game came out eleven years ago. Like you know, my gamer tag. Like mm-hmm. every character I try to have, I like to match it up. So it'd be red, white, and blue. That's gonna be easily easily doable this time. I'm exactly. Sure. That's what I love. Yeah. And so it's kind of nice and uh, going continuing forward with customization if you don't mind oh, of course i think that customization is actually gonna be a big deal oh it's huge <clears throat> as far as like you can customize every tiny little part of your armor and that's the first time we've been able to do something like that since um reach probably because i think four gave you basically one armor set you might be able to choose a few things uh what was it uh Pfizer. Oh, uh, you can change your own personal AI to fit your character. That is a huge thing for me because yeah. we've never had our own AI. It's always been Cortana, and then we just have the announcer for multiplayer in general. Yeah. And now we're going to have something that's going to have different voices, mm-hmm. and it's going to have different, I'm sure, styles too. Like one that's going to be like, hell yeah, like blah, blah, blah. They've had announcer stuff before, actually, in Halo Reach. They did it for Firefight only, what your voice was. Yeah. And then in Halo 5, they had it where, like, Buck, who's played by Nathan Fillion, mm-hmm. he's, he's my announcer in Halo 5. So, like, oh, 
nice double or something too. like that or something like that and then they have like a grunt and then they have like a uh, monitor like one of the forerunner monitors and i'm like you need more to this um and i think that's what we're going to get with that and think about it this way let's say they launch and they have five or six or seven um different ais they can add more over time and you and know definitely. and maybe when you beat the game or after one year if you unlock the battle pass all the way you get cortana as your multiplayer which would be freaking dope yeah it would. it's like oh that's a nice double you got but then you got cortana 1.0 and cortana 2.0 and maybe even an evil cortana you could kind of mix around with that mm-hmm. where she's like oh it looks like you killed some more spartans thanks for helping me or something like that you know what yeah. i mean um but i, I thought mean, having your own ai was big deal for sure yeah. everything i mean every little detail of that game is going to be customizable mm-hmm. i mean from your visor to your gloves to your boots your shoulder pads do you want to know everything. one thing else i think will be customizable what's that your hud did you notice in all the gameplay they didn't actually show your hud they didn't show like your radar they didn't show no, your they health just bar they showed, just like your showed your and stuff yeah and they showed like the gun and like when you zoomed in but they did not and your little point score that happens on the side and your little thing but they didn't show the hud for a single multiplayer frame and there's a reason for that and i've been actually saying that they should do this for years is having your own customizable hud because like let's say you have i don't know if you remember the q or let's say odst armor right because it's one of the most common ones that people like their helmet when you play odst is very different than your helmet when you play halo 3 and you have the master chief's armor Mm -hmm. and that's how it should be because your visor is different so if you have the the cqb which is more like a y looking thing you should have it have just a, a little faint outline to make it look like that's what it is. Yeah. Um, cool. I think they're going to, and they're just not revealing it yet. They should have revealed it because I think it would have made it like another thing. Like, dude, you get HUDs, but I think they're just trying to give us breadcrumbs until release. Um, that is something I think is going to be cool. One thing that they're changing from this, from Halo 5, is the aim down sights. So, like, Reach, you hold down the left trigger and you're, you're aiming down the whole time, yeah. right? They're not doing that. They're doing the zoom in from old classic Halo from <sighs> 1 to Reach. Which, I'm a big Destiny fan, as you know, and I've been so used to it from Halo 5 and Destiny to do the ADS. I don't know how I feel about that, but I think it's going to please classic fans, and I'm okay with that. I'll bet you anything it could be interchangeable. Well, I think, honestly, as long as you can map it to be a similar control, for me, um, I I hope you can map the whole controller, because I love games that let you do that. If I can just hold down the left trigger, because that's my ADS site, and that zooms in for me, I'm good with it. But it will be, it will take me some, like if I have a pistol, it's going to take me a minute to not hold the left trigger and throw a grenade or something um, instead, because I'm just used to it. Or it might get me killed because it's zooming in and I'm not meaning to. I'm just meaning to get that perfect sight. Um, One thing I want to say is that the armor also looks freaking amazing. Yeah, it does. Halo 5's armor just looked too, I want to say clean, but almost fake in comparison to what other Halos have had. Like, Reach had this gritty armor style, and I think that's what also made the customization really great and stand out. Whereas now, it looks like it was in Halo Reach 10 years ago, but modernized. And that's what we want. We want that gritty armor. Also, like, the um, armor skins you can kind of get that looks like the um, jungle coating or whatever, the camouflage. Yeah. Um, and I think they're going to have other ones, too. And they kind of did a skin thing in Halo 4, and I think that when you merge everything together like this, it's just going to make a beautiful amount of customizable options. Did you notice that the armor shields are yellow now? 
I they did. never really had a They're color not. before, I don't think. I kind of a green. Good. Maybe in I think it just flickers. I don't know. I think it might just depend on the game, but yeah, they're yellow, which I think I was like, well, probably not green, but I'm like, actually, yellow is a pretty good color. It's very neutral. It doesn't yeah. distract. Um, and let's actually, while we're talking about that, let's jump into the equipment. Equipment was something in Halo 3 that was like the bubble shield, the grav lift, um, radar jammer, things like that, right? Yeah. They're bringing them back instead of doing armor abilities like in Reach, which I think is a good thing. Um, some people didn't want Sprint in Halo Infinite, which I think is insane. I think Sprint is almost necessary for the game these Always. days. If you want it to be faster paced, you need to make everything move faster, including running. And being able to run is, I think, and clamber and slide and all that just allows for a lot more free play. Um, <clears throat> I think that the equipment that they're doing, they showed where he threw like this radar thing, and it showed revealed a red outline of where the enemy was, so then he threw a grenade and it killed him, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really good one because it reminds me of Promethean Vision from Halo 4 where you can see through walls. Yeah. But, but I like these because they made it sound like these are going to be limited things. Even the grappling hook. You're not going to be able to grapple hook all the time. You have to pick huh. it up yeah. and then grapple hook. And that's going to... What's cool about that... Sorry. No, you're good. Um, Go ahead. What's cool about that is if you pick up something like that, like the grappling hook or... Yeah. Like a shield or something and you don't use it and somebody kills you they can pick it right up and take it out of your inventory that is one of my favorite things that they change is the fact that you get to choose when you use it because that's how yeah. it should be especially in halo 5 because it shows you pick up this little orb or not orb thing this little puck looking thing like a hockey puck yeah. and you stick it on your chest but if i don't need to use invisibility yet because i'm I just killed everyone in the room to get invisibility, or i don't need overshield yet because it's just gonna start draining but if you know yeah. you're about to go into an enemy base and steal that flag, boom, overshield time, go in there, do what you gotta do, or invisibility, yeah. and it's gonna give you that extra edge. And I think that is something that is game-changing. I can't believe I didn't even think of it. It makes me think of like an RPG where, you know, you have those things in your inventory, you, you have a certain power that you can use, or like a shield or something, and then, exactly. Yeah. And then you use it whenever you need to, whenever you go into this big battle or something. No, and that's, I think it's great, because it now changes it from being a power-up to being equipment. And that's how it should be. And they yeah. have that, that bubble wall i don't remember what they call it there's a specific name they'd have for it instead of the bubble shield which i like because then you can kind of throw grenades over it or like mm -hmm. you saw there was a guy who did a grappling in one of the multiplayer clips as a guy threw a sticky grenade on him and he landed behind oh, yeah. the shield and it killed them both so i think the fact they're getting rid of the shield bubble shield completely they're just making it like hey this is just giving you something for cover right it doesn't feel like it's game breaking but strategy and tactic changing um, and that's kind of what they said they wanted to go for, especially like the grappling hook, which I thought was going to really change multiplayer. Everyone could do it at any given time, which is what I thought it was going to be when it first got announced. I was like, I don't know about this. But the fact that you can grapple into enemy territory like the guy did with the hammer and then just start banging away inside the hill or whatever it is, I think is going to make it really cool and a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, while we're in this topic, just yeah. moving forward, vehicles. Mm-hmm. Fully customizable. Yep. One thing I'm absolutely excited about is uh, you can like airdrop your vehicles in mm -hmm. with the Pelicans. I don't know if they're going to make it where you can do it. I think it's going to be a timed thing. Well, right. No, no. So uh, kind of like when, when you can call them spawn. in. That's what I thought. What it was. Maybe you call in, you spawn in your own vehicles, and then the Pelican just 
just drop it. Down. I wonder if they if that's gonna be a specific game mode because Warzone had something like that, which is from yeah, Halo Five. Um, but my I thought it was just like when web like sniper spawns. It's gonna spawn where it's supposed to spawn, but now instead of it just appearing out of thin air, it's going to drop from a pelican like the old Halo Two drop pods from the Delta Halo mission. And so you'll have yeah. to run up there and get there before someone else and pick them up. And I'm sure they'll have like a smoke trail or something that'll come down so you'll see where it is um, for those newer players who don't know where the weapons spawn. Right. Because they did mention that it's not going to be, oh, they just spawn at the base. Right. So they're going to be everywhere. Yeah. So maybe it randomizes too, which yeah, that maybe. would be, be kind of cool. I don't know how I feel. I because... think for certain game modes, I would like that. But I think for standard Slayer, I want weapons to spawn where they're supposed to spawn. Even if they do the drop pod, I'm cool with the drop pod. I think that's a cool idea. I think it would seem more realistic if they did it randomly, just because I don't like it. Those people that just sit around spawn points and start shooting people mm-hmm. so they can get into it, you know? I mean, it's war and you're supposed to fight for it. I get that, but... Well, it could even spawn randomly around your base. Like, it's going to spawn at blue base if you're blue team, right? Because they're still doing teams. I don't know if you noticed that. Like, they had a blue flag and a red flag. I think they're still red team, blue team. But it's just a matter of everyone's going to be... You might be blue team all the time, and red team's always going to be an enemy. Like, the outline. So you mm-hmm. don't think it's a friendly. But, you anyway, know, there's red team, blue team. Um, and it, let's say you have blue base over here. It could just spawn somewhere around there randomly. Like, let's say there's eight spawn points. Kind of like a, a respawn zone. Where you would right. spawn, and like how they have the little dots when you do forge, mm-hmm. they could do it like that, where it's like, oh, this time it's behind the base, not in front of the base. So it also makes it where you can't predict exactly where it's going to be. So you have those people who are camping and will team kill; they don't even know sense. where it's going to be. So that actually might be, but yeah. also because in a real war situation, you're not going to want to drop the pot all the way over to the other side. No, definitely. You're going to want to drop it on here. So your, we'll say, blue pelican is going to come over blue base and drop something around there. Yeah. rather than in one specific spot every time randomizing it would actually make it feel more realistic and that's what they said like they would kind of want it to be is making it feel more realistic so i can see that being actually a that's a cool idea yeah um, i don't think it'd be all over the base or over the map maybe for certain weapons but like spartan laser in the middle or something right sorry i mean to interrupt you no no you're fine uh they didn't really go into much detail about it but yes vehicles are customizable as mm-hmm. far as paints goes i think it's just gonna be a cosmetic but i do like you that think they so? did set yes because all the cosmetics of how you're gonna make yourself look they said it's just cosmetic so i think the same thing's gonna be said for the weapon skins and the vehicle skins but one thing i thought was cool about the vehicles is that like if you pop a tire off and this is just my interpretation it's gonna function differently like maybe it's a little bit slower because now it's dragging a little bit right um and then once the thing is on fire you have a limited time to either get out or just kamikaze it into the base or the enemy or whatever it is. Um, and they brought back uh, choppers from Halo 3 and ODST, which was something that I we haven't yeah. seen since 2009. So I think that'll be interesting to have that. I but think about that. Well, we haven't even had Brutes as an enemy officially in a main Halo game since, I think, ODST. Yeah. Maybe Reach. No, yeah, we there haven't, was Reach. We haven't reached. Out of Reach, yeah. yeah. But not in 4 and not in oh. 5, to my memory. Um, now I will say too when they actually this is something that when they showed it off today and they didn't do this at E3 and I wish they would have their new 343 like opening like you know like their uh, their company advertisement that they do like Microsoft Studios whatever it goes into a Halo background and it just it looks so much cooler than their last one Um, let's talk about seasons for a minute 
have you played any seasonal games? That's actually something, because I'm a Destiny fan, so, I mean, I play seasons every season. Uh, but how many games have you played that you're like, I follow the season, I try to play through a season, or at least I play these games enough to know how seasons really function enough? Um, nothing like Destiny or now, I guess, Halo. Mm-hmm. Um, I have... Uh, I have done a few seasons, though. Like, they do have different DLCs and different campaigns and stuff like that, but for uh, the Old Republic. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think seasonal content is the future of gaming. Oh, I truly absolutely. do. I think everyone's moving towards Battle Pass. That's the other thing I want to talk about real fast, actually mm-hmm. kind of related to that, is that in Halo 5, you had to buy packs, and it would randomize what armor you get. And you yep. just you know cross your fingers. You're like, well, I'm going to get two things I need for sure, or not need, but things off of my checklist. And it yeah. just felt... At first, it was really exciting because you're like, I want to get everything. But I don't play Warzone enough. I ended up just deleting all that shit of the cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just buying more packs to get the armors I actually want so I look cool. Now, with this, they're making it sound like we want you to know exactly where you're getting things from. It's not random. You're not buying packs. Although they did... Now, I will say, I play MCC quite a bit. Halo Master Chief Collection. Mm-hmm. That's probably the Halo I play the most because I just love going back and playing like Halo 2 SWAT or Halo, T- or Halo yeah, 3 uh, Big Team Battle. I'll, sometimes they'll do seasonal stuff. They had a um, recon version in Halo 3 where they added the pistol from ODST and I think the SMG, and they did recon SWAT. And I tell you what, it was the funnest I'd had in Halo 3 in years. Um, it was just a limited time thing. It was really good, though. So for me, and they also added armors. I don't know if you know that. They added new armors yeah. for Halo 3 and new colors and visor colors for even Halo 1, weapon skins. And if like you don't they like added it, more to that? Yes, for even Halo 1. And if you didn't like it, guess what? You could just turn off the setting because it's just an overlay. And so you could play old school Halo. And let's say like me, like I'm a classic fan, right? So let's say right. I didn't like it, which I actually do. I love new content. Let's say I hated it. I can make it where you just look like a green Spartan with blue vi- or a, a gold visor, and I look like a whatever. And then you can make it where you have purple visor and this and your weapon skin is a pizza thing or whatever it is <laughs> like they did in halo 5 yeah you could turn that off or turn that on which i think is yeah, great that's cool. the thing i gotta say that i think 343 was really smart with with mcc aside from the whole thing being just a beautiful thing obviously it didn't have a great launch but um they've really fixed it up since then but the fact that they keep adding content and not only that they added, started adding seasons they were testing out infinite ideas in mcc and the, the little battle pass thing was mm-hmm. that you would have like a hundred things you can unlock, right? And you could basically unlock anything in any in any order within that first frame of 10. So you could go, oh, I want that emblem first. Oh, and I want this armor piece or that weapon skin. But you couldn't move on to 11 through 20 until you've done all through 1 through 10. Right. And I think that's going to be how they're going to do it. Destiny has a battle pass, but it's in order. Um. They, they call it a season pass, I think, or they've got their own name for it, but where they have a free ranking system and a premium. Mm-hmm. I think Halo's going to do something similar for seasonal content. I'm cool with it because they're no longer getting money from the packs. The game's free to play, basically, except for the campaign. Yeah, campaign you just have to buy. Um, one thing I am excited about Battle Passes, though, is you get to keep them. Yes. Like, you, you buy them, you own them for good until you get rid of them. Or yeah, until you finish them. And see, yeah. that's the thing I don't like with Destiny's current system, that it creates FOMO, fear of missing out, because you're like, oh shit, I gotta get this done before the season's over. 
Otherwise, I'm not going to get that armor I want, or I'm not going to get this thing. I don't like that. I really want to be able to enjoy it. And that's what they did with MCC when they did these new seasonal yeah. passes. I can go back to the first one and get the stuff they did just was mainly Halo 1 focused. Or I can go back and do the stuff that was like Halo 3. Oh, they, actually, they did Fireteam Raven. Did you ever play the arcade Halo game yet? No. Really fun. Um, Is it? Yes. Um, they have that, and they got all the ODST armors from all the main characters, and now you can unlock that in Halo 3 through their own season pass. So they tested a lot of stuff in MCC to go to Infant to see how it works. The fact that you have to pay for Battle Pass, great. No problems with that. The fact that you get to keep your Battle Pass, fantastic. It gets rid of FOMO completely. And that's one of the things I hate about Destiny's seasonal content is it's felt like FOMO. And they know that. They've already announced that they're trying to fix that. That yeah. you can start getting stuff from previous seasons. But I do like that you can go through the Waypoint app or site to ch customize your Spartan. I don't mm. know if you noticed that. Tree did. Yeah. Um, no random loot we already talked about. Battle Pass. Never expires. Oh. Uh, and theme One major seasons. thing. Yeah. One major thing that I'm super happy about. One, it's cross-platform. Yes. So you get to play with anybody on any system. And cloud gaming is going to be a part of it. Yes. Yeah. That's the next thing I was going to talk about. The fact that you can go from one console to the other or to even just to PC and you can transfer all your stuff. Yeah. I think it's... It. Yeah, and you get it. So you can be like, oh, I feel like playing on PC today. And you know what? When Destiny went, or not Destiny, Master Chief Collection, again, trying to be the forefront of trying to figure out what they can do, they made it to where you can play PC versus Xbox. Mm -hmm. And, okay, you got to go. I'm sorry. I love you. Um, <laughs> but they, I thought PC is going to dominate us. This isn't going to be fair. Because you always hear how much better it is to play on PC. But then you go to... Right. When I've actually played against PC players... Now, keep in mind, I consider myself to be a fairly skilled Halo player. I don't think I'm the best. I'm not pro or anything like that. But I do feel like I can hold my own. In, definitely better in, than me. Uh, no, no comment. <laughs> uh, but it's true. Uh, all of it. So, anyways. Um, but the fact that I played against them... And I didn't feel like I was at a disadvantage at all against so i think it's just preference between pc versus yeah, xbox sure. i like, thought it was going to be night and day but it's not no it's it's completely different i from playing maybe from you as a player but i mean like you fighting against someone of a different console or or pc i didn't feel any different when i played halo no and so i think um, that's a good thing yeah uh it's difficult though because a lot of people that i know play with a controller on pc which makes mm -hmm. no sense to me uh, that's how i would do it if i was playing pc for higher graphics or whatever it is yeah yeah probably um but there's also that difference as far as the player preference goes mm -hmm. um like i i started playing warzone on pc huge difference like you're better at it or no no i'm much worse <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say i can't imagine doing that mouse thing and then you have to run using wasd and all that see i'm used to computer games like i've been doing computer games most of my life but uh, like fast-paced shooters like that, I would have to continue to play to be able to get where I am now on Xbox. You know, huge difference as far as player preference goes. Yeah, I think it's it's, but it, it, for me playing MCC with the crossplay, which you could turn off by the way, it was a setting, and I'm sure they're going to implement that in Infinite. Probably we'll see. But the fact that they're saying, hey, now you can play on your phone, which means you don't even have to own an Xbox to play Halo. 
yeah. in the future. I mean, you have to have, like, right now it's in beta, but they're working on it. Apparently Apple didn't want them to. They wanted to kind of re-trademark everything through them or do something where they had to republish it. So I think they could get certain fees or however yeah. that works. So Microsoft said, okay, we're just going to make it a browser thing. And they couldn't do nothing. And so, like, I've actually tried playing Halo Master Chief Collection on my phone. My Wi-Fi sucks, so I can't really... I need to fix that. I'm, I'm hardwired on my Xbox, so I'll be fine to play. Oh, but, okay. but as far as my phone, it'd be nice to be, you know... I want to customize my Spartan. You know what? I don't want to do it on the app. I want to do it... Like, let's say the app doesn't work very well. I could do it on my phone. Or I could be like, oh, I want to go do an achievement. Oh, I just got to collect mm-hmm. skulls. I could put it on easy and run around while I'm waiting at the doctor's office. Yeah. Um, or I could play multiplayer with you. If the doctor's office, which usually has really good Wi-Fi, in my experience... I can play with you. You're on your Xbox. We can play with my our friend Matt. He's on PC. Yeah. We can all play together, play co-op or play whatever. Uh, they did announce that they are bringing back um, Forge and Theater. They just it kind of glossed <laughs> over it. That's not a big surprise. It's actually expected. I do like that the Forge has always improved over the years. Yeah, um, I remember Halo Three. It was so hard to use. Reach was like magnetic, and so I remember like, Reach. <laughs> so, um, but it's gonna come out day one. Game Pass. Uh, on Game Pass, which I have, so I'm not even paying for the game. I'll probably eventually buy the Collector's Edition, whatever it is, like the statue. Like yeah. what I did with Halo 5, they wanted 250 for the thing. I'm like, I'm not spending 250 I'll spend 150 So I bought the game for 60 bucks standard, waited like a year, found the brand new Halo 5 Collector's Edition for $75 because they were just trying to clearance them out. So I ended up spending less than $150, and I got wow. two versions of the game. Or two copies, which I ended up trading one for Fallout 4. I should have uh, talked to you first. Yeah, that's what I ended up Because I bought the Halo 5 edition. Yeah, super uh, cool. X- Xbox One. Oh, I don't have the Xbox One edition. I just have the statue that has Master Chief. It's like yay tall. Oh, no, I don't that's have that. That's what I was talking about. Oh. Well, so I bought my Xbox. Mm-hmm. Like 48 hours before Halo 5 came out. So oh. I bought it, and it came with a little statue of... From memory, it looks like a giant, like dragon type thing. Oh, the me- the Halo metal um, guardian. Yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously, it's called guardian. That's all good. I should have thought about that. But <sighs> yeah, um, yeah, those cool. Those are way cool. Those little statues. Yeah. Well, one thing I also want to uh, jump into, uh, kind of change the topics a little bit here, is the academy that they announced, uh, yeah. which is going to be like a onboarding process for new players to be able to kind of get a hold of the game, almost like a tutorial mission of sorts. But they also made it sound like, that they did actually announce this, that there's going to be bots in the game for the first time that you can kind of implement in your own little custom game to practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be great. Like, if you want, it sounds like you can practice certain weapons. So if you say, I want to be a better sniper, guess what? Now you have a zone to do that. You just have it, and they'll be running across. You're just like, boom, boom. And you can mess with your settings in that yeah. area, whether you need a better sensitivity. Because, like, I find when I play as a sniper... I almost need to adjust my sensitivity a little bit because it can't move as fast. Um, depending on the game and what version mm-hmm. and whatnot and what weapon. Um, but that would be really cool. Um, also yeah. for it to give you more of a story as to you are Spartan training. Go. Um, weapon drills will be fun. I hope they will come up with ways for you to earn armor or points towards your battle pass for doing so. So like, if you can get 100 kills over the course of a season in academy doing the bots kill 100 bots you get 100 points towards your battle pass or however mm-hmm. that works i hope they will do that but i can see why they wouldn't because it's not officially they don't want people to spam that all day so make it almost worth 
very little. So that way you that don't... That makes more sense. Yeah, because otherwise you're just going to XP grind the shit out of it. Right, or just yeah. say you don't get um, season pass grinds, but you can unlock certain armors that are like the Academy armor. Something like that. That'd be kind of um, cool. Kind of like how they have it like... Uh, my first thought would be like Star Trek where they have like the Academy outfits mm -hmm. versus what they wear on like the starships and stuff. You know? Right. So that'd be cool if you can unlock a special armor just doing a little bit of everything throughout that. Like maybe get a shoulder piece from doing the weapon drills. Killing mm -hmm. X amount of combat bat bots gets you the helmet. That makes you look like the thing now that I think about it makes me think if they'll do like the armor from uh, what is it? What's that series that they came out with? I New no Dawn. Idea. What's it called? Oh, uh, Forward Unto Dawn? Yeah, the Halo Forward series? Unto Dawn, yeah. Those Academy suits that they that they wear when they train. Those white ones. Oh, yeah, 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 the Academy uh, suits. I don't think they'll let you use anything like that in the game, unless they let you customize your face, but I think that's unnecessary. Um, you know, Not just give us the Spartan helmets and armors. Um, Maybe like ODST. Yeah. Armor type stuff. It'd be really cool to see what they do with it. And yeah. here's the thing. Every season, I think they're going to add a new one. One of the helmets that I have kind of learned to love uh, recently is the Mark V, the original Master Chief helmet. But of Absolutely. my own version. Um, I didn't see it in the trailers at all. So I think it's going to be something that is going to be like a seasonal thing. to be like, get the classic Halo armor. Mm -hmm. Like, that's part of the battle pass or whatever. They did show off the samurai armor, which looks sick. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, it looks, looks so good. They also showed that you can actually use, and they, I don't think you could do it in Halo 5, where you could throw a grenade, and it will push the weapons out. Like how the samurai guy threw yeah. a plasma grenade and caught the energy sword. I don't know if you remember that. That was something that, there's a medal in it for, I think it's in Master Chief Collection. It's called Combat Evolved. And if, if you throw a plasma grenade like on a sniper spawn, and it blows and you catch it, it it's a actual metal you'll get in the yeah, game that's cool yes uh the last thing i really want to talk about is just how accessible they're making the game from being on game pass to having free to play multiplayer mm -hmm. which is what most people play anyways and i think xbox came out recently and said any free to play games fortnite you know the works you won't need xbox live for i think don't quote me yeah. on that if that's the case you literally just need an internet connection to play halo because you have cloud gaming and if you have a console, all you need is internet and an right. Xbox to play yeah. Halo. And I think that is the right move to make it, I think, free-to-play. Even Destiny's free-to-play now. I think free-to-play, Battle Pass, seasonal is. content is the future of gaming. And I think Halo doing that is the right move. Mm -hmm. um, it's just a matter of any barriers that they make where you have to pay pay for you know the paid content like if they're going to do more seasonal content that might be say campaign content how much mm -hmm. is that going to be or does that come with game pass they haven't really revealed the roadmap but they made it sound like they're going to do new game modes new armors every season which is kind of what destiny does they do one new game mode usually per season usually right. there's like a raid um, new armors new battle pass of course but again there's that bit of fomo because they a lot of times they'll remove the old content at the end of the season they've been kind of changing that up a little bit I keep comparing it to Destiny, but that's kind of the direction that they're going, and that's the other main franchise that I play that's similar to Halo. It yeah. seems like they're moving to that, but they're not going to go full RPG with it. And I think I don't think so. It, 
not the level of destiny where like you have to go get this weapon go do this quest go the i don't think we're gonna get quests like that we'll get achievements we might have like battle pass quests like get a hundred things of this mm-hmm. but i think keeping it streamlined keeping it easy keeping it simple casual just to play multiplayer for free no matter where you are what uh whether you're on pc or console i think is great and having it on game pass makes it accessible for everybody in terms of those who have it for the campaign it's just like oh you can get game pass yeah, for they a just month want everyone to be friends with everyone that's the right move because they want halo to be what it was it yeah. will never be what it was, but they want it to be part of the future. And right. the con- the changes they're making, free-to-play, which is the first time ever. I um, mean, bring split-screen back, too. Um, they got rid of that in Halo 5. I didn't know they were bringing that back. They People got so pissed about it because they're like, you want me to buy it for another Xbox and another copy of the game in a franchise that has been known for, yeah, at that point, 15, 14 years, cross-play, or not cross-play, cross, or split-screen. Yeah. That's what made Halo work was split screen land parties. Even just split screen. That's what I what made me want to play Halo more to be yeah, better definitely. than the other people I played with. And then Xbox Live came out with Halo Two and then it just expanded. Um that's another thing I, that they didn't really talk about that I think they will down the road is ranking system. Um I'm curious to know what the ranking system is because Halo two had the best ranking system I liked, where you play for an hour to barely if you won a lot you'd go up a level but if you lost like three games in a row you're back down that next level yeah it was very brutal like i think i hit the 20s and then halo 3 was a little bit easier they had the military rankings which wasn't too bad i think i got into the 40s um and it then, definitely let up on reach for sure and then reach was just you play you play yeah. they had this arena thing but the ranking system sucked like i would actually like mathematically like figure out what i should be based on my wins and everything it would like say i was this and that it didn't seem as very accurate so it kind of stopped and then um reach not reach four it was just play i think i don't think they had a skill-based ranking they kind of added it towards the end of its life cycle but it was almost too late by then mcc kind of has it but they've reset it a few times so i haven't really pushed on it too much i don't have that many friends who play the classic halos and then we go to halo 5 their ranking system is only seasonal and it's how good you did that season i'm okay with that as long as they keep it like you're basically this level uh, but they also had a, a, a rank where basically you had to be in the top thousand people in the world the top 500 or something like that and i'm like that's not even obtainable by most no, people that's not. a leaderboard at that point if you want to have a leaderboard somewhere that's fine like on your website on your app don't make it somewhere where you feel like oh i see this thing inside the game i cannot attain um, we talked about everything I had written down on my notes. I know. We kind of blew through that. Um, yeah. Kind of. Yeah, I think we got just about everything. Um, I did. One other thing was the storage warthog, where, the Razorback, where you could actually Ooh, yeah. uh, carry. Yeah, where you can carry like a rocket launcher so you don't have to hold it in the thing. Because when you're. You don't really normally need a rocket launcher in a warthog, especially if you're on the turret. Yeah. Um, but I wonder, like, if it blows up, do the weapons blow up or do they just kind of go around there and then like I would enemies can swarm it and pick it up yeah you i would know, that'd be that'd cool be like that. i'm doing a lot of si- halo sign language here you know just reloading here <laughs> so they didn't announce a halo xbox which i was kind of hoping for uh that's why i haven't bought a new xbox yet i saw yeah. the xbox one x but now that i know that they're not at least for now i'm planning on buying one as soon as i can if i can yeah, find one for sure um i bought a 4k screen last season or last uh holiday season instead of a new xbox so i could be prepared for halo so yeah i'll probably buy it on pc the game or yeah if you have game pass you don't have to 
Or you could actually just get Game Pass for a month, play the campaign, and then just play free to play. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, that's like, probably a good idea. Like you really don't have to. I do it because Destiny's on there, um, as well as they got like all the Skyrim games are gonna be on there now, or all the Elder Scrolls, I should say. Because yeah. now they have Bethesda, which means we're also getting all the Fallout games. Game Pass is really sick. If you don't have it, this is for all the listeners out there as well as you. At least check it out, and you should no, get I it periodically. Like, if you know there's a game coming out, you're like, oh, it's going to be on Game Pass day one. Get Game Pass for two, three months. I actually have a code for it, so. Oh, I good. just haven't used it. Guess what? You have a perfect time to use it this fall, or this holiday season, as they call it. That's one thing that does drive me a little nuts. I wish Just they, think they about it. It's either between September and December. Right. I don't think it'll be it's December. That... I think it's. I think I if know. they don't release it on November 15th, it'll be a huge issue. Okay, maybe not huge, but it'll be like a missed opportunity. Release it the 20th anniversary, the next 10 years of Halo, celebrating the beauty of the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with Halo 5. Like, Master Chief Collection, they keep adding stuff to. Are they going to incorporate Halo 5 into Master Chief so you just have those two classic Halos and this? Or is you going to have to jump between the three? No, I think, I think, I think it'll see. Probably as it is. I think so, too. That way uh, Halo 5 stays its own separate game from everything else. But that means it's not going to get played. That's my honest opinion. I haven't played Halo 5 in a minute. Um, I haven't either. I play more MCC than I do Halo 5 because I can just jump between all the Halos. I love going between Reach. I love the prog- you know the system that they have with the progression of, like I said, the battle pass testing. When I play Halo MCC, I see these new seasons they're doing. I'm seeing basically the future seeds of Halo Infinite. They're testing it out here, which is a great place for them to try it out. If it doesn't work, guess what? Yeah, we're not gonna put that in infinite. Or what works, we're gonna keep that infinite. They kept yeah. the seasons, and I love that. And now they're starting to do where you get armors that you can get for a season. You get certain points, you could buy it. It's like this rhino gemstone looking one that I just bought on Halo Three. It's cool That's because cool. it's like, when's the last time you got a new thing on Halo Three? Yeah, two thousand nine maybe. <laughs> so we're excited. Um, I'm probably okay. going to try to get some more videos out. Um, just going in detail over every little thing that was maybe missed, all the different armor types that were recognized, all the weapons, maps. Yeah, and if there's a, if there's anything you saw and we didn't cover, or if there's something you're excited about, share it. We'd love Ab- to hear. Absolutely. Um, I will point out one last thing. I did notice it looked like a spiritual successor to Valhalla. What is that big, yes. b- big team battle map? That's the only map that looked familiar, but I really loved the map that looked like, um, like a sandy. Uh, deserted city that map oh, looks yeah. so cool yeah, yeah, yeah. like all the maps look good but that was the map that i was really drawn to where yeah. it has like that little courtyard and there's like that building in the center i feel like it's going to be a great map um but awesome. it is but with that i just want to say thank you so much for listening or watching if you're watching this on youtube please feel free to subscribe uh, to our channel it really helps us out more than you can imagine help us grow our brand so thank you for watching and until next time just play